0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com
1: for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.
2: It's Tribe Time now. Hey, 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 one, two, Welcome to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network.
3: Time now.
2: Tribe Talk is brought to you by Cleveland Clinic. Access the number one care in Ohio anytime, anywhere. By Subway, the official training restaurant of the Cleveland Indians. By Keybank, the banking home of the Cleveland Indians.
1: everyone welcome to tribe talk jim rosenhouse along with you this weekend from new york city where the indians are taking on the new york yankees in the american league division series and they are sitting in a great spot up two games to none after taking the first two games of the series in cleveland they can sweep the series with a win on sunday night here in new york Coming up on this week's show, we'll visit with Tribe shortstop Francisco Lindor, who talks about the big differences between a great regular season for the Indians and now the start of postseason play.
4: Completely different, you know. This is what everybody wants. This is what, when it counts. You know, And the regular season, it counts a lot, but not like this.
1: Also joining us on this week's show, Tribe center fielder Jason Kipnis, an injury-plagued season, a position switch, but he says he's happy to have that clean slate
0: heading into the postseason. We've had enough games, enough at-bats to where I actually I feel comfortable at the plate. Um, and like I said, just ready to, to compete right now. And that's all you want to do in October. You want to be healthy and uh, just ready to compete against the other team. We'll also take a look at the week gone by,
1: including an impressive shutout win in Game 1 of the American League Division Series. And, oh yes, we will have a complete look back at one of the thrilling games in postseason history. Game 2 of the American League Division Series, a thriller and one of the great comebacks of all time for the Tribe.
2: Everybody on their feet. Green sets, fires. A swing and a drive
3: to deep right, away back, off the pole!
1: So stay with us, it's all coming your way shortly as Tribe Talk gets rolling on the Cleveland Clinic, Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from New York City where the Indians have an off day on Saturday and they will resume the American League Division Series against the Yankees on Sunday night with a chance to sweep the series after the dramatics in Game 2 on Friday night, an all-time classic at Progressive Field. More on Game 2 later on in our show. But we begin our show this week with a preview of the American League Division Series and the postseason in general with two players at very different ends of the spectrum for the Indians as they head into the postseason. We begin with Tribe shortstop Francisco Lindor, who's had a wonderful year. He will get consideration for most valuable player in the voting during the off-season. He's a young player who has become the face of baseball and certainly has put the tribe on his back and and led the way along with many others. But he has been such a big key for the Indians. And when we caught up with Francisco Lindor prior to the series beginning earlier this week, he talked about the differences between what was a great regular season for the Indians and postseason play based on his past experience
4: a year ago. Uh, completely different you know this why well, everybody wants is what when it counts you know and the regular season he counts a lot but not like this you know this is um the, the atmosphere is a little bit uh, louder um every every guy on base means something every runs is uh a huge advantage and uh it's just this is fun you know i'm looking forward to the whole thing and um god willing go as far as we can
1: teams and players talk about postseason pressure but the Indians seem to handle it extremely well a season ago why do you think that is what are some of the keys there for this team
4: because we live in the moment we, we don't live in um in the future we stay in what we have in front of our feet tonight and and then after that we worry about tomorrow
1: when you look at your season uh, a little dip in the middle and then a strong finish and and some things that you learned this year and, and really just your second full season in the major leagues
4: yeah definitely last year it was the the, the Understanding how how tired I'm going to be in September and how tired I was going to be in October this year was not getting a little too umped up for um for the for the season you know for like in the middle of the season that's when I struggle the most this year and I learn from it and continue to move forward.
1: Francisco Lindor joining us, Indian shortstop, drive getting ready to take on the Yankees. You finally know your opponent for this first round, and uh, from what you've seen from them, uh, what's most impressive about New York?
4: That they compete. They compete. They don't give up. They play um, all the way up to the, to the 27 outs, and uh, uh, that's what we got to understand, uh, respect our opponents, and understand that they're not going to give up just because um, we got a couple runs on um, the board.
1: And you've had success against some of their pitching, which which is excellent, especially the bullpen, high velocity. What's the the key there to, to having success against that type of pitcher coming in from the pen?
4: Just get a good pitch. Get a good pitch. I will not try to do too much. Just make sure you stay within yourself. And uh, once you get that pitch, don't miss it.
1: Last year, uh, Mike Napoli was a veteran player for the Indians, who certainly I'm, I'm sure was helpful come postseason time. How about in that clubhouse now? When you look around, uh, maybe it's you, maybe it's someone else. Who do you think uh, can help in terms of handling that postseason pressure that begins tonight?
4: Bruce and Carnacion, Kluber. Also, uh, I know he only he's got two postseasons, but uh, he handles. It seems like he handles everything well. Um, as well as uh, um, Tito, his coaching staff. Um, they've been in the postseason before. They've done this, and uh, just think uh, overall, we got a great group of guys that. Um, they stay within themselves, and you can rely on whenever you you got a question or you got something on, on your mind.
1: And uh, the biggest key, enjoying the whole thing?
4: Oh, Definitely, always. All right,
1: Francisco, thank you. Yeah, thank you. That's Indian shortstop Francisco Lindor, and as you know by now, he had perhaps one of the biggest hits in progressive field history, the Grand Slam in Game 2 on Friday night that helped the Indians get back in it and eventually overcome a five-run deficit. To defeat the Yankees now at the other end of the spectrum for the Indians a two-time all-star Jason Kipnis who really struggled with injuries this season and as a result just never could get going the way we've seen in the past but he came on at the tail end of the season with a position switch from second base to center field and he has done quite well in center field as well as swinging the bat well heading into the postseason and when we caught up with the two-time All-Star prior to postseason beginning, he talked about that shift to center field and, and whether he is used to it yet as he continues to be out there on a regular basis.
0: I'm getting used to it just like some of the fans are
1: right now, but uh, I'm, I'm happy about it. And when you look at, at progress that you've made since they initially brought this up to you, what has been the most difficult challenge for you, and, and where do you think you are here heading into the postseason?
0: Uh, well, I think I'm ready to compete. I think I'm ready to play. Um, obviously, reading the ball off the bat, routes, um, line like a, where to line up, and all that stuff. I think that's going to come with time, and uh, I think we had enough time to where I, I feel very confident in the jumps and reads that I'm getting now. And um, when it's in the gap or above me, I'm getting after the ball, and my job is really just kind of keeping in front of me, catch it, and getting it in. And
1: obviously a big part of this is the damage you can do at the plate. And we've seen it in the past, especially last year's postseason. Uh, how's the swing coming along with a lot of missed time in the second half?
0: Swing's good. It's kind of, it's hard to start and stop all the time with the DL that's going on this year, but uh, we've had enough games, enough at-bats to where I actually I feel comfortable at the plate. Um, and like I said, just ready to, to compete right now. And that's all you want to do in October. You want to be healthy and uh, just ready to compete against the other team. Jason Kipnis joining us
1: and jason when you look at at the postseason uh for you it's the the second time around in two seasons Mm -hmm. and you've had some success does it feel different this year just from the standpoint of of knowing what to expect and anything else that goes along with it
0: i yeah of course it does because i think uh i mean you 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 have to admit that every postseason is going to be different and that every year is going to be different you don't have the same guys exact same guys but that being said uh we have a lot of the returning guys so we know what it's like to compete with each other um and I think there's not much we're going to see this year that we haven't seen yes year last year. Uh, yes, it's going to be a little different, but at the same time, we've seen big crowds. We've seen intense moments. We've seen tight ball games. We've seen um, where we've been down, where we've been up in the postseason, and now we could use that this year to where there's not going to be too many situations that we haven't been there before. So that's going to be a nice part that works in our favor. And personally, with with an up-and-down year, especially health-wise, is it nice to just kind of be
1: able to start fresh here in the postseason and and get it going that way?
0: That's something that I've thought about the whole time when I was on the DL. Um, The big picture, I think, uh, no, my season might not be going the way I want it to for myself personally, but the team was still right where I wanted it to be in first place and um, winning the division, getting into the playoffs – and I thought you could have as good of a postseason and no remember your, your regular season, and that's holds true for any player. Um, you remembered a lot more in the postseason and that's kind of what I've done with the last two weeks where I just said, Hey, this is a process. It doesn't matter if you get hits down the stretch right now, just get it to where you want it you feel good going into this game tomorrow night and I think I've done that.
1: I talked about this with Josh Tomlin and you are you and him and, and a couple others are, are some of the few who've been here when things were not so good. And now the the team's going through a great stretch. It, can you appreciate how far this team has come and how far your group has come?
0: I think so. Um, only because, like you said, we've been there when it wasn't so good. Um, and now that we're um, where we are now, uh, with the same group of guys more or less, to do it all together, uh, this is where we envisioned being in a few years. This is where we wanted to be. And then to watch it happen, um, to watch us – take that long road the bumps and bruises and everything with it and now come out on top on the other side and um kind of be the ones with the target on their backs more or less uh we've we've earned that we deserve that and uh that being said this we've never lost that hunter mentality though so we're still coming back at everyone else and we still haven't gotten to exactly where we wanted to go and we know that what's that's what ends with the ring fun time of year for sure enjoy it jason
1: thanks thank you That's Jason Kipnis, Indians center fielder, who has done quite well for himself defensively in the outfield and uh, still contributing at the plate as well. Well, when we come back, we will take a look back at the first two games of the American League Division Series, and they have been absolutely tremendous. We'll begin with Game 1, which was Thursday night after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from New York City where the Indians have an off day on Saturday. Then they get back at it with Game 3 of the Best of 5 American League Division Series with the Yankees. Indians up two games to none. We take a look back at how the series has gone. Our week gone by begins on Thursday at Progressive Field. The Indians and the Yankees meeting in the American League Division Series. First time that matchup has taken place Since 2007 when the Yankees defeated, or excuse me, when the Indians defeated the Yankees three games to one. That was a series that was highlighted by the famous Bug game, the extra inning win for the Tribe at home with Jabba Chamberlain combating the Midges. And now the teams meet again. And Thursday, it was Trevor Bauer on the mound to get things started for the Indians. And offensively, they would load the bases in the bottom half of the first inning with nobody out. Roberto Perez would put the Indians on the board. Bases full of Indians.
2: Bruce at third, Santana at second. all at first. Nobody out, second inning. No score, and the payoff pitch to Perez. Swung on, double play ball to short. Gregorius falls down, flips to second one. Castro turns two. Jay Bruce scores. Santana goes to third. Gregorius went to his left. Seemed to have the routine. He kind of fell down and still got the the lead flip over to the second baseman. And the Indians get a run. But again, the Yankees will certainly trade that double play for a run.
1: Trevor Bauer was off to a strong start, and he got a little help from his defense in the third inning. The new center fielder for the Tribe coming through. The
2: 1-1 pitch. Swung on. Fly ball. Left center. Not that deep. On the run. Chisholm gives way. Get this with a diving catch in left center. How about that? He never had to make that kind of a play the entire month of September. And a sensational diving catch in left center by Jason Kipnis.
1: As the game moved along, the Indians would get to Sonny Gray again in the fourth inning. With a runner on base, Jay Bruce was at the plate. Here's the 0-1. Swung on, and there's a high fly ball. Deep right field. Back is Judge, and that ball is a home run.
2: shot for Jay Bruce 3-0 Tribe that was a moonshot, a towering blast and Judge went back like he might have a play on it that's how high
1: it was but that was comfortably into the lower right field stands and Bruce has the Indians first home run of the postseason then in the fifth the Tribe added another run again thanks to the great trade acquisition from the New York Mets, Jay Bruce. Garcia sets at the letters. Here comes the pitch. Swung on, line drive, left center field. Picks tracking it, makes the catch. Tagging, heading for home, Ramirez. And he's in safely with a slide. Bruce has delivered again. 4-0 Tribe. What a night for Jay Bruce at the plate. A double. A home run, and now another run driven in with a well-hit sack fly to left center. And the Indians have padded their lead. They now lead it 4-0 here in the fifth. Meanwhile, Trevor Bauer was sailing along. He worked into the sixth inning before he allowed a hit. And then in the sixth with two down and a runner at third, it was Bauer facing Yankee slugger Aaron Judge.
2: This is a very cardio fit Cleveland Indians crowd tonight. They've been standing more than they've been sitting. The Indians four, Yankees nothing. Runner at third, two down. Sixth inning. The set. The pitch to Aaron Judge. Strike three! Call. Locked him up with a curveball on the inside corner. Three times tonight. Judge has been struck out. Eight in the game for Trevor Bauer. He lost his no-hitter. He didn't lose his shutout. Four-nothing
1: Indians, middle of the sixth. Andrew Miller would wipe out the Yankees in his first inning of work before turning it over to Cody Allen to face Judge once again, this time with runners on base and two outs in the eighth inning. Allen's ready. The 2-2 delivery.
2: Swing and a missed curveball. Down and away got Judge to fish. 12 strikeouts for the Indians tonight. And Cody Allen delivers the big two-out, two-on strikeout of the ultra-dangerous Aaron Judge,
1: who has struck out four times tonight. And then Allen was back on the mound in the ninth to finish off a game-one win for the Tribe.
2: Allen with the two-strike pitch to Bird. Here it comes. A swing and a miss. Ball game. Got him with another curveball. So the Indians get their 20th shutout of the season. It's their most important one. They win game one of the division series against the New York Yankees, winning it by a final score of four to nothing.
1: After the game, Allen stopped by to talk about it with Tom Hamilton and myself on our post-game show.
2: Joined by Indians closer Cody Allen, who had his third straight 30-seave season, 6-for-6 six six last October. And, Cody, what a great way to start this postseason. I, I know it's October, but you guys went about this game and, and pitched it and hit like it was August again.
5: You know what? We you just play our game. You know, don't, don't get caught up in all the emotions of this game. This game's hard enough as it is. Uh, October baseball is extremely fun, uh, but we're, we're just trying to play good baseball. And, and the guys came out tonight. Trevor did an unbelievable job. Roberto did an unreal job. Jay Bruce had a big day. So, uh, you know, I'm proud of the guys. They handled it very well, and it's a great way to start it.
1: And, Cody, no easing into it for you. You come on to face Aaron Judge with a couple of men on base. and. What was the plan there? It looked like uh, a lot of good breaking stuff on him.
5: Well, I'm not going to tell you what the plan was, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's dangerous. You know, he, he's a guy that you know our game plan coming in was just try and limit the traffic when he comes up to the plate because, you know, I mean, the old saying is good pitching, good pitching beats good hitting. But I mean, those guys are going to get their hits. They're going to do their damage. You just try and limit it.
2: You know what, Cody? You you mentioned Trevor Bauer, and you know it was almost like it was the apocalypse around the country and maybe even here in Cleveland, it was like, well, why isn't Corey Kluber starting game one? Something must be wrong. Tito's lost his
5: mind. I don't think you guys ever questioned it, did you? Absolutely not. He started game one for us last year. I mean, Trevor, you know, the guy is unreal. Uh, I know he didn't have a great first start of the year, but he's pitched unbelievable down the stretch. But, I mean, the guy is competitive as they come. He's super talented. He's definitely coming into his own, Uh, I think, you know, in a year or two, he's going to be one of the better pitchers around baseball.
1: And he looked awfully relaxed. You looked awfully relaxed. That second time around through postseason make a difference for you, I think?
5: You know what? Every game is its own season. You know, they, they, you know, games aren't played the same way. You try and win, win games any way you can. And you just slow the game down as much as you can and just go pitch to pitch. Well, plus you and Mallory have the little man now. He doesn't care if you got the save tonight. No, no. He's going to be smiling regardless <laughs> when I get home. Hey, great job, Cody. Thank you, guys.
1: And after the game, Terry Francona, Jay Bruce, and Trevor Bauer met with the media to talk about a big tribe win in the opener of the ALDS.
6: I mean, Trevor pitched a very good game. But if he hadn't, it wouldn't change how we felt and for all the reasons we spoke about. But I thought Trevor from pitch one, I thought he pitched a terrific game. Obviously having the confidence, him having the confidence in me to start me is big. But like I said earlier, it's just baseball, you know, and whenever I pitch, the the process is the same. You come up with a game plan, you talk about it, you get on the same page with everybody, you go out there, you try to execute it, and then
7: the results are going to be what they are. And uh, tonight was a good night for us. No, it couldn't have gone any better for us. I mean, you can't say enough about the job that uh, Trevor and the rest of the pitching staff did tonight, and we were able to put some runs on the board. They really never got to get anything going. You know, it's a dangerous team with uh, all the guys that, you know, can, can leave the ballpark with one swing, the guys that run the base as well. I mean, they have a very dynamic lineup over there, and uh, for us to shut them down tonight was important. So, yes, game
1: one was entertaining. It was a Tribe win, but it was nothing compared to what would happen on Friday night at Progressive Field when we come back. We'll have all the highlights and the backstories from an historic game at Progressive Field, Game 2 of the Division Series between the Tribe and the Yankees. Stay tuned. More to come after this on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from New York City where the Indians are in New York to take on the Yankees in Game 3 of the American League Division Series on Sunday evening. They will look for the sweep after a dramatic Game 2 of the series on Friday night at Progressive Field. And who knew this would turn into one of the all-timers in terms of excitement, drama, and an Indians win in the end. Well, it started with Corey Kluber on the mound for the Tribe, and after the 4 nothing win for the Indians on Thursday night in the series opener, they were sitting pretty with their ace and Cy Young candidate Kluber on the hill. But the Yankees jumped on Kluber early in this one. Gary Sanchez with a two-run home run in the first inning put the Yankees on top 2-0. But the tribe came right back in the bottom half of the first. Bases loaded with Carlos Santana at the plate.
2: Lindor at third, Ramirez at second, Encarnacion at first. Two nothing, New York. The pitch, a swing and a little looping liner, base hit left field. Here comes Lindor. Here comes Ramirez. Throw to the plate. Head first slide, safe at the plate. We've got a tie game. Carlos Santana with a two-run single to left, scoring Lindor and Ramirez. And Santana had a hit last night, his first RBIs in this division series. 2-2 tie, here's Jay Bruce.
1: Then in the second inning, the Indians would take the lead thanks to Jason Kipnis.
2: Yankees play the outfield just a shade toward left, medium deep, but the infield pulled to the right almost a shift. The shortstop Gregorius playing just to the left of second and deep. Wide open gap at the shortstop position. The pitch. Swung and line by Frazier into left base hit. Jackson scores. Everybody else moves up a base. Kipnis with a BBRBI single to left. Tribe on top 3-2. to two. Frazier had no chance at third diving towards second but that ball was blistered and Jason Kipnis has his first hit and RBI in the division series and the Indians have their first lead today
1: but CC Sabathia worked out a further damage leaving the bases loaded for the Indians and then it was New York getting the Kluber again he gave up four runs in the third inning capped off by an Aaron Hicks three-run home run making it six to three Yankees Two more runs scored in the fifth on a Greg Bird two run home run off of Mike Clevenger, and it did not look good for the Indians as in the fifth they trailed eight to three. But the tribe would start a rousing comeback in the sixth inning a walk, a double, a hit by pitch controversial, loading the bases with one out for Francisco Lindor.
2: Santana at third, Gomes the two out double at second. Chisinau, nicked by the pitch at first. Everybody on their feet. Green sets, fires. A swing and a drive to deep right. The back off the pole. Right field foul pull. He's done it again. Francisco Lindor has pulled the Indians to within a run. A two-out towering grand slam down the right field line. His second of the season. Yankees eight, Indians seven.
1: So it was a one-run game. And then in the eighth inning, the Indians made it all the way back thanks to that man again, Jay Bruce.
2: Now the pitch. Swung on, hit high. Hit deep to left center. It is gone. Jay Bruce has come through tied the game at eight with a solo blast to the bleachers in left center and finally the Indians get to David Robertson and this place is up for grabs
1: so the game was tied at eight and then things really got tense the Yankees had a chance to take the lead in the ninth inning they had a runner at second base nobody out but Jan Gomes and keep that name in mind for later well He's having a great year once again defensively behind the plate, and he would stop any rally short of getting going.
2: Go ahead, run at second. Torres, that runner now. The set by Allen and the pitch to Brett Gardner. He shows and takes a ball up high. Throw back to second. Not quite in time. The Indians may challenge the call. Gomes with a great throw to the shortstop Lindor. Torres almost got hung out to dry. As he dove back to second, barely ahead of the tag of Lindor. And we'll see if the Indians challenge that call. I doubt it, but we'll see. Yep, they will challenge that call. Boy, this is going to be some kind of call by the crew in New York. Did the hand get in before the tag? The headsets are off the call at second. He is out! How about a pinch runner gets picked off? What another great throw by Jan Gomes. Ronald Torres probably wants to just disappear from that Yankee dugout.
1: Cody Allen and Josh Tomlin would keep the game deadlocked at eight through the top half of the 13th inning. Then, in the bottom half of the 13th, it was time for some magic at Progressive Field. The pitch. Check swing.
2: It's high and inside appeal. He didn't go, and the Yankees are furious again in their first base dugout. Austin Jackson with a leadoff walk. That's the first Indians base runner off Dylan Batanzas in this series. Now the big right-hander comes set. High hold. Runner goes. Pitch outside. Sanchez throw. Head first slide. Safe at second. Oh, what a jump Jackson got! Austin Jackson He had three steals All year And he had a great jump Indians 8 Yankees 8 Winning run at 2nd Nobody out here in the 13th But Tanzas checks 2nd His payoff pitch Slung on, banged to 3rd Down the line it goes Fair ball Base hit into the corner Here comes Jackson The Indians win it the 10th pitch of the at-bat, he banged a single down the third baseline into the left field corner, scoring Jackson from second, and the Indians in one of the most improbable comebacks in Indians' playoff history, down 8-3, to three, with two down in the sixth, rally against one of the best bullpens in the game and they shocked the New York Yankees 9 to 8 in 13 innings and take a commanding 2 games to none lead in the American League Division Series
1: After the game Austin Jackson stopped by to talk about what will go down as one of the most memorable games in Progressive Field and postseason history
2: Austin, congratulations! But can you even stand right now? Uh, I'm trying to. You know, I think adrenaline is really taking over. Uh,
8: that that was incredible, man. That was this incredible fight by, by us, man. It was. Uh, it just shows the character of, of this team. We've been doing it all year, and it was just great to pull this one off tonight.
1: And Austin, I didn't know if you knew what was coming, but before the game, you said. One of the reasons you wanted to be with this ball club, you watched postseason a year ago while you were rehabbing, and you loved what you saw, and then there's a game like this. Absolutely. I mean, I, I can't
8: I can't say it enough. You know, the, the, the fight that this team had last year and, and what we've been doing this year, uh, you know, it just seems like momentum just carried over into this year, and we've been playing great. And, and like I said, it's just the, the fight in this team is unreal.
2: Austin, you're down 8-3, to three, the sixth inning, against as good a bullpen, as deep a bullpen as there is in baseball. CeCe's getting stronger as the game goes on. And then Frankie Lindor hits that improbable grand slam. Did that change everything? Uh, I mean, absolutely. I mean, when
8: when he hit that, that, that grand slam, um, you know, it, it got us so pumped up in here in, in the dugout. And uh, it seemed like we really just fed off that. We needed that, that energy, and, and this crowd was amazing. You know, they stuck with us the whole game. Um, you know, there was never a down moment. Um, and, and, you know, it, it, it absolutely helped us out,
1: uh, you know, as the game went on. And it's late in the game. Uh, here you are deep into extra innings, and you steal a base. Uh, was <laughs> there some desperation there to, hey, we got to try and end this as soon as possible?
8: Well, you know, you just – the opportunity was there. And, uh, you know, just talking – uh, with Sandy, you know, he was saying, you know, if you get a jump, uh, you know, go. So in those situations, you just got to let it all hang out and then go
2: for it. Austin, congratulations. Emotionally draining, but I don't know if we need a plane to fly to New York tonight. Oh, man, not not, not really. I think
8: we're <laughs> so up right now. It's, it's, uh, it's incredible. Thank you, Austin. All right, thank you.
1: When we come back, we'll hear some of the post-game comments from Terry Francona, Jan Gomes, and Francisco Lindor as we return with our final segment of Tribe Talk after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Time for our final segment from New York City where the Indians have an off day Saturday and then it's back at it, a chance to clinch The American League Division Series and move on to the ALCS for the second time in two seasons with a win in New York on Sunday night over the Yankees. It was a dramatic 9 8, 13 inning win for the tribe at Progressive Field on Friday night. And after the game, Terry Francona and two of the many, many heroes, catcher Jan Gomes and shortstop Francisco Lindor, met with the media.
2: Uh, wild game uh, first question for Tito we'll start with Jordan to your right Tito oh.
5: Tito I know first of all you said you were you know undecided on whether it was going to be Gomes or Perez how happy are you that you had gomes <laughs> playing and then just what did you think of not only the hit but that the pickoff play that he had as well
6: yeah that there was I mean there, the understatement of the year would be to say that there was a lot going on in that game um, you know gonzi kind of launched one you know Gomer picked him up. And that's what good teams do. That was a great play. Looked like we had them by about an inch, but that was enough. Obviously, Kluber didn't have his best game. You guys are down 8-3. to three. Talk
2: about the resilience of your ball club the rest of the night.
6: You know, we, we, we don't just believe in one or two guys. We believe in our entire team. And it took an entire team tonight to win that game. I mean, there were so many things that happened that, that if we don't do one of them, we probably lose. I mean, Brian Shaw came in and, quieted it down, gave us a chance. Cody went two really tough, long innings. And Josh Tomlin came in. I mean, he's – I don't know how else to say it. He's got major league balls. I mean, that's just the best way I could say it.
2: Jan, congratulations. Thanks for coming in. Uh, Who's got the first question from Jan?
6: Jan, you're obviously
1: aware of that situation, you know, when you've got that – the runner on base there at second – just talk about the at-bat, uh, what you're trying to do there, what you're trying to accomplish, and obviously uh, obviously getting the game-winning hit there.
7: I was just trying any way I could just to get Jackson over. Uh, so Harvey came up to me and told me, hey, any way you can. It doesn't have to be a bunt. Whatever it is, just try to get him over. I tried to bump one of the other pitches. You saw me pull it back. I was like, there's no chance I'm going to be able to bump this guy right now. So I was just trying to put the bat on the ball, try to get him over any way I could. The pitches that were there, I felt like I was kind of on it, so I was uh, able to see it and just happened to go my way today.
0: Yeah, you've been a lot of a part of a lot of crazy games here in Cleveland. Where is that ranking <laughs> for you, and where is the emotion level right now?
7: Uh, the emotion level hasn't quite sunk in yet, but, uh, hey, it's my first postseason walk-off, so that it's pretty high up there. It was a tremendous game. That's what you call October baseball right there, man. You know, um this is, I mean, we've we've had a, a ton of comebacks. That's probably one of the top ones that we've had all year. And uh, you know, going uh, up two zero against the Yankees into New York, it's a it's a good feeling right now. First question for Francisco,
0: Frankie. Obviously, you've had a lot of big moments in your career. When you hit that home run, what was the experience like? What were the emotions like? And now that it has it sunk in yet?
4: Not really, hasn't sunk in yet. Um, as soon as I hit, I knew I had a chance of um, of going out. Uh, then after a couple of steps, I was like, no, don't go foul, please. Just stay fair and try to blow on it a little bit. And uh, as soon as it went out, it was just a lot of emotions, you know, because at the end of the day, all I want to do is just give my team a chance to win. And um, Bruce been doing that. Um, and the at-bat that Chisinholt had right before me, that was huge. You know, that was, a lot of people are going to be talking about the home run, but they forgot about Chisinholt's at- at-bat. That was a game-changing moment right there. Uh, we'll just get the microphone to you in the second row.
0: Did you know it was? Did you see it hit the foul pole? Did you know it was going to be that close?
4: Um, I didn't think it was going to go out as much, like towards the foul pole. I thought it was going to stay fair. Um, now, saw on the, when I see like it was getting closer to the foul pole, I thought it was going to go past it in the inside part of um the the field. But it hit the foul ball, so it's a lot easier for all of us. You know, they don't have to go back to a replay and, and uh, check it and stay a second and go back to play. It, it's was pretty cool, pretty special moment. Um, we got a long way to go still.
1: Well, that puts a wrap on things from a memorable night. Those who were there will not soon forget it, certainly a part of what was one of the great games in postseason history and certainly at Progressive Field. Well, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Tribe Talk. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll catch up with you next week. Hopefully the Indians are still rolling and completing game two of the American League Championship Series. We'll see. Still some work to be done in this series against the Yankees that continues on Sunday evening with a 7.38 first pitch, a 7.07 airtime for Indians warm-up. So until next week, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians
3: Radio Network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story and one of the best